Welcome into the LC Chandler Memorial Studio here at KCOU 88.1 FM, online at kcou.fm. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by my good friend Cole Tusing, and you are listening for the first time in a month. The, the, national, the national nightmare is over. We are back. KNC Sports. Cole, how does it feel to be back? It feels great. It, God, I, I literally can't describe the feeling. It feels amazing. Anyway, so we got a great show coming up for, for y'all right now. Uh, we got ourselves a whole lot in the sports world to talk about because, of course, after a month, a whole lot happens in the sports world. We, the, the last time that the last time we were on the air, Cole, March Madness, like, I, it was like. Almost done. Like it was, it wasn't even done yet. So that, that's like, let's put that into perspective. But we got a great show for you. We can, we, you know, we can touch on March Madness. Just say our thoughts um, if we wanted to. But really, what I want to talk about is uh, the Stanley Cup is going on right now. Uh, we've got the NBA playoffs going on right now. Uh, baseball season has finally gotten underway. And then we can talk about a few other miscellaneous things, of course. But uh, overall, it's going to be a great show, and uh, we're glad you tuned in. And uh, with that, we are off after the break. Hey there, it's Ben Burke and Garrett Giles from B-Squared and G-Squared. For all your sports needs, tune into our show. B-Squared and G-Squared airs every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. on KCOU Sports at KCOU.FM. B-Squared and G-Squared hit you like a... I want to start with a team that has disappointed me tremendously. Still suck. Let me paint this picture for you. They have stunk. They got shellacked. Is is a worse team than they were last year. Why are we talking about this? If you want to know why your team has a bunch of losers, tune in every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. to Hotcakes on KCOU 88.1 FM. This is your boy Rubik's. I got a message for all y'all out there. You find yourself with nothing to do from noon to two on Monday. Tune into my show, The Lounge at Lunch with Danny Bing. We got the freshest music and the hottest takes only on KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. Last time I seen him was at the store with a spice eye looking salty. I stepped out with some. And we're back here live on KNC Sports here on KCOU.FM. Cole, let's start with uh, with one of the best sports on earth, hockey. <laughs> of course. Um, Stanley Cup playoffs going on right now. Uh, it's been a really surprising. I, I, mm, surprising might be a, a, a wrong word for it. I don't know. I've certainly enjoyed these playoffs. Um, have you? Uh, what to what extent, Cole? Have you been really? Uh, Keeping up with the Stanley Cup playoffs, I know it's it's essentially a second season. Well, I would think one team to really keep an eye on, and I think the whole world is keeping an eye, on, is the Vegas Golden Knights after they swept the L.A. Kings last night. Of course, of course, they are uh, the. I believe I believe I saw this on ESPN uh, today. They are the first team expansion team in NHL history to sweep their first playoff series. So I like. They they go they almost win the president's trophy right so they're almost the best team in hockey right out the gate and then they go and in their first ever playoff series no one knows what what in the world they're going to expect and they go out and sweep the Kings a team who has won a Stanley Cup in the past like ten years right um it's you know you look at that that's just that's crazy they've got a whole they have a great roster they have a great team. I am really, really interested to see how they're going to go in these playoffs. I mean, their their next opponent is either going to be the Anaheim Ducks or the San Jose Sharks. Currently, the Ducks have a sorry, the Sharks have a three game lead. Um, so you know, logic has it that it'll probably be the Sharks unless the Ducks can pull something just insane off. You know, but that's the only other uh, that's the only other series going on that's really like kind of one sided in a way, 
like uh, Winnipeg and Minnesota, they played last night and Winnipeg won, so they lead the series three to one. But you you would not put it past Minnesota at all to uh, to get a win in Game Five and bring this to three and two. Honestly, I could see the Wild forcing a Game Seven. That would be very interesting. I think that will be a lot to uh, take in for a first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been it's just been a great first round, you know. Uh, the Blue Jackets are up on the Capitals two to one. Nobody saw that one coming. That's a very scrappy series. You got Alex Ovechkin who. I would say arguably behind Sidney Crosby is the second best hockey player in the country in the world actually. Right now, yeah, definitely a you know among like best active players, you could put, you know, Crosby at the top, Ovechkin at in second and really those two guys flop around, you know, between 1 and 2 all the time. There's, you know, you can't really nail down uh, you know, the comparison there. And then you got Columbus, who is a very more of a team-oriented team. It's not just one side, one player doing it all. So right. that's a very interesting series. And they've too. been they've been really building as well. You know, for right. for years, years. Like I, you, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think of Columbus going to the playoffs, much less you know beating the Caps in a series. So to have them not only in the playoffs but two and one over Washington right now, like is that that's huge to me. I'm I'm very like just you know, I'm impressed by that. Uh, Penguins are up 2-1 on the Flyers. That one, you know, you, you cannot you cannot get past the fact this is a battle for Pennsylvania in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think a lot of people would have loved to have this later in the in the uh, later in the year. Like I, I definitely would have rather had this happen like honestly, I would have liked this to be the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, because that's just the, the drama that comes with that to have a, you know, have an interstate matchup between two teams that just absolutely hate each other as a Western Con- as an Eastern Conference final, that to me would just be brilliant. Yeah, but look at the hypothetical situation if it's a Washington Pittsburgh next round. And that that would be that'd be fun as well. Because that's that's also a huge rivalry. You know, plus you know, you have playoff Crosby versus playoff Alex Ovechkin. Exactly. Which is always just a marquee matchup. Really, just that matchup in general is always marquee. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning are ahead of the Devils. That's no surprise. Devils, I'm impressed they even got to the playoffs. Um, yeah, that is a little crazy to see, definitely. Uh, but uh, they're probably not going to get past this first round. I think the Lightning are. Uh, I know the Lightning are very, very favored to um, you know go deep in these playoffs possibly you know I mean they're they're one seed in their uh, in their you know side of the bracket for a reason um Boston Bruins and Toronto Maple Leafs Boston leads that one two to one do you uh, do you see the Maple Leafs coming back here I would like to see that just to make the Stanley Cup playoffs more interesting, but Boston's such a team-oriented team, and they play so well and everything. They've and got such a physical team. Oh, my gosh. Like, that, like I, I remember the Blackhawks-Bruins Stanley Cup playoffs a few years ago, and that was chippy as heck. I mean, like, I guess it's, it's, almost a, it's almost a Bruins stereotype, but you got guys like Zdeno Chara, right? And, uh, you know, they, have just, they used to just destroy people. You know, it's true. Yeah, it's like a bunch of freight trains just skating around the ice, and you, you know, they run into somebody, he dies. You're like, oh my gosh! All right, so so that's the Stanley Cup. Um, who do you have winning this? Honestly, like right now, just you know, we're still in the first round. Who do you have winning the Stanley Cup? Uh, ben and my odds with Vegas is Vegas. No, I'm oh. just kidding. It's not. I'm not. I would like to see Vegas win all because what a story that would be. But I think it's going to be the Nashville Predators. You think the Preds are after after losing to the Penguins uh, last year, coming so close? You think the Preds are going to pull it off this year? Exactly. I think that's a good. I think that is a uh, that's a good kind of bet. As a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I've witnessed for many years what Nashville can do in a playoff they environment, are. especially at the home rink. They are very chippy, very physical, and they just play such smart hockey. I mean, they throw, I think Nashville can win it. They throw catfish on the ice. I've never, like, okay, so the, the Red Wings had the octopus, right? The, the Red Wings had the octopus at the Joe, but, like, that was only when they scored, right? When Nashville plays, like, it's, it's, it doesn't even have to be when the Predators score. Some guy will just hurl a catfish <laughs> onto the ice. It got to the point where uh, last year during the during the playoffs, uh, during during the Stanley Cup final, right, um, 
fish like fish people in grocery stores in Pittsburgh um, were were beginning to ask for photo identification. Um, and if you showed a Tennessee li- a Tennessee license, they would not sell you a catfish in, in in Pittsburgh because they knew that it's it's it was a Predators fan who was going to go to the game and just chuck a fish on the ice. We'll have to see stuff like that. I, it's crazy. I love it. I absolutely love. I love the octopus that the uh, that the the Red Wings used to do. They don't do that anymore. I don't think. When once they moved to the uh, Little Caesars Arena or whatever in the world their new their new stadium's called, um, I I think they stopped throwing the the catfish. But uh, I, that was that was always one of my favorite parts of watching the Red Wings was just you know oh look the Red Wings scored cool oh my God there's an octopus. All right, so I predict the National Predators to win all. What is your prediction? Um, so I, I, I am a huge Pens fan. I'm, you know, just of course you are. Yeah, you know, well, like, so we don't have a hockey team in Houston, right? Well, we used to. used to. We used to have the Arrows, but they were AHL, and uh, you know that was fun, and their games were fun, but they weren't NHL. And so in 2010, right? We we haven't had a hockey. You know that the Arrows left in like 2007 or something. So you know we don't have we haven't had a hockey team in three years, and I'm watching you know the Vancouver Olympics, 2010, and uh, Sidney Crosby and and Team Canada are going up against Team USA, and it goes to overtime. And you know I'm you know I I never really watched that much hockey. You know I'm in Texas. We don't have a hockey team. There's no reason. There's no ice. We don't have ice. You know, so so I have no idea. You know what in the world's going on. But I'm watching, and Sidney Crosby goes and just pulls a goal out of thin air in overtime to win the gold medal for Canada. I was like, holy crud. This guy's really good at hockey. And this was like, this is eight years ago. This is literally eight years ago. So, so like, man, like, who, who in the world does he play for? So, you know, go online, Sidney Crosby, who's this guy? And, you know, it turns out he plays for the Penguins. I'm like, all right, cool, you all go, I'll, you know, watch his games, see if he's televised, you know, whatever. And, you know, we, you, you rarely get televised hockey in Texas, right? You, the only time I, you get televised hockey is, uh, is the national broadcasts, right? And so I'd be watching hockey, right? It, it'd be like, you know, random times like you know wednesdays at like you know eight o'clock you know my mom goes it's the school like i have to go to bed I'm like yeah but i'm watching the penguins like, why the heck are you watching hockey I'm like, i don't know i, I like it <laughs> so so i don't know i want the penguins to three beat i think it'd be great um but at the same time i actually i'm kind of i'm kind of riding the vegas bandwagon here man i don't know these golden knights look good the statistical odds of a team doing a three-peat are just so rare exactly exactly you can't bet your odds on it see like i definitely wouldn't bet you know bet hard cash on the pens three-peating because i just you know i don't know It, it would be very impressive i don't know if it'll happen i'm crossing my fingers but i honestly think that the vegas Golden knights have a really good chance I'm really excited to watch it because this could just be like, this could be some record-breaking, like groundbreaking stuff that you know the likes of which we have not seen before. Um, what's one surprising thing do you, that you think will come out of these out of these Stanley Cup playoffs besides besides the Kings getting swept? So we already saw well, a, a lot of people could already just d- describe that as a serious surprise. I mean, oh my goodness, a team that you know. You know, every year it seems like the Kings are in the playoffs, and suddenly, yeah, they're there. But uh, here comes Hot Shot Vegas from you know out of nowhere, pulling you know pulling the brooms out. Um, I would say one surprise us playoffs besides the whole Vegas uh, Golden Knights thing is how the Anaheim Ducks are down three zero against the San Jose Sharks. The Anaheim Ducks were up for the uh, Stanley Cup, I believe it was two or three years ago. It when was, it was the Rangers, Blackhawks, Bruins, and Ducks. Right, yeah. They, they, uh, they, every year they go relatively deep in the playoffs. I, and it didn't used to always be that way. But uh, re- recently they've really had kind of an upturn, and they've really been a great hockey team. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're in the process of being swept by San Jose, which I'm – so you, you think that's surprising? I, 
I think the sweep is surprising on that. The sweep is surprising, not the teams right, as well. San Jose is good. San, San Jose, um, San Jose took took Pittsburgh to uh, I want to say six games uh, two years ago for the for the finals, and that that was the I think so, something was, like that. That was the first that was the first finals that the Penguins won for the duo that they're on right now. But so I'm not surprised that San Jose is up. I agree with you. I agree with you though. I think that. Uh, I think the fact that the Ducks are getting beat so bad, that is kind of surprising to me. I'm surprised a little bit at Winnipeg. Um, I know that Winnipeg is a higher seed. They are the uh, they're the, the they were the two seed in their part of the bracket, and they're playing uh, Minnesota, who's the three. But frankly, I thought that the Wild would actually win this series. That's what I thought too, as well. Yeah. I don't know. Winnipeg is just so like off and on for me. You know, they used to be terrible. Like it was bad, really bad. And and this, you know, this season they've gotten better. I don't know. Um, that's surprising. I this is gonna be a fun, a really fun Stanley Cup playoffs. We're gonna take a short break here. When we come back, we'll talk about another uh, another you know set of playoffs, the NBA. So stick with us. Hi, this is Mac Whaley, host of On The Mark, providing your insight is my friends Langston Newsom, Adam Markamp, and Billy Finn. Let's be real. We all want to see Tom Brady look Roger Goodell right in his eyes as they shake hands and as he gives him the trophy. And just that stare down. So I don't think the difference between having five and four is a huge difference at all. I don't care about the extra rings, to be totally honest. You can't tell me this man's not playing out his mind. He is. Tune in to KCOU Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. Sunday afternoons to hear all the takes on the NFL, NBA, college football, and college basketball. We'll catch you then. Man, am I glad to see you. What are you doing on this deserted road? Some guys from school drove out here and we're going to start fooling around with drugs. When I told them all drugs do is mess up your head and get you in a lot of trouble, they kicked me out of the van and drove off. You're right not to get involved in the drug scene. Nobody with any sense wants any part of it. How do I get home? That's no problem at all. Have questions about sexual health topics? Request a program with shape. Programs with all sexual health topics ranging from abstinence to healthy relationships to STIs and much more. One of our 17 diverse programs is sure to fit the needs of your group. You can request a program if you are a Mizzou student, organization, residence hall, class, or even a community organization in the area. Visit our website at sexualhealth.missouri.edu and find details on how to request a program. And welcome back to KNC Sports here in the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio in the basement of the Mizzou Student Center. And Cole, I know basketball is your favorite sport. It is. I can talk about it literally all day. You, you, I, Especially with I've this NBA it. playoffs, there's so much to talk about. I, I've seen it. I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. And uh, these, you know, the, the playoffs are officially underway. Teams are uh, playing their second their second set of games uh Tonight, really, I think everyone is after tonight. Everyone will have played two games in their series. Um, what are your opening thoughts on these playoffs? A few opening thoughts. Well, uh, number one, we have to address the elf in the room. Uh, Houston has a 1 0 lead against Minnesota. I'm sure you are pleased with that result. I am, um, but I'm not pleased with how they got it. Um, that was that was a nail bit, nail biter right at the end, you know. Um, they were up by like it was it was almost an eighteen point lead right at the end, right? We only had like five minutes left, and that game wound up only being like a two point win for the Rockets. Like it, it wasn't convincing. I mean, Minnesota is a really well balanced team. You got Coach Tom Thibodeau, you got Jimmy Butler, you got Andrew Wiggins, you got Carl Anthony Towns, who, in my opinion, he should be a MVP in one of the years. Yeah, I, and Carl Anthony Towns is obviously a great basketball player. Um, and I can't wait to see his career kind of, you know, go up. But like then you look at you look at the the Rockets and they're just like they're stacked. They're absolutely stacked. Best team in the NBA. I you know, I will not argue that. Record shows it. You look at what you know, Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella do when they're all on the car, all on the court together. You look at the depth, guys like Gerald Green who are severely underrated. Like that this Rocket team is one of the best in years. 
and I'm I'm excited to see what they do. But I think um, they they need to they need to get off their bums because right now they are you know I think they're being lazy about it. And they were lazy about the last couple games of the season. They did not win like the last couple games of the season. I think they actually won like a three game losing streak or something like that. It was very underwhelming. So what they need to do is tighten up and actually play basketball and play at the level that they've shown they can all season. I think luckily uh, the winner of this will probably play, I don't know, I think they might play the Thunder. I think the Thunder will probably beat the Jazz. Um, I think that the Thunder are a worse team than Minnesota. Well, you talk about the how Houston Rockets have lost a few games and that like I've we've seen that in another team this year and I would argue the Golden State Warriors were the same way. They some people felt like the losing streak how they went out with the injuries and everything. Some fans, I guess bandwagons, I guess. Yeah, it's considered- Golden State, the entire fan base, unless you like live in San Francisco or a bunch of bandwagons. They consider that the Warriors are like bored of playing in the regular season. They want to start in the playoffs and now they have a two lead against San Antonio Spurs who without Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion, should happen because you're the Warriors. And can we talk about that? You know, we're, we're talking about some playoff some playoff basketball. So let's talk about playoff basketball. Kawhi Leonard is playing Fortnite. Yeah, he's you know he's cleared to play. It's been you know he it's you know been announced he he can play. He is healthy enough. He can do it. But for some reason, he's sitting at home on his couch playing Fortnite. Watching his team get absolutely destroyed by without a, Stephen Curry, by a Curry, a Curryless Golden State, right? So like, the Rockets beat Golden State twice with their full lineup, right? So like, the 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 Spurs better be thanking God that they did not have they didn't have to come up against the Rockets first round because if you're getting just beat to shreds. By a curryless Steph, like oh sorry, a, a curryless Warriors. Imagine what would happen if you had to play a team that beat the Warriors with Curry. Now, here's the thing, though. Like, yes, the Spurs do have Lamarcus Aldridge, but Aldridge is not enough to beat this Golden State Warriors team. Like, there's a reason why Clay Thompson's shooting like six or nine from the field and thirty points a game. Like, Aldridge Clay is, Thompson, Aldridge is, is a great player. He is, you, but he's you, like you, that's you, not it's enough. Not, you can't do it alone, you know? That's why, like, that's why the Spurs teams, uh, you know, a couple years ago were so darn good. Because you had guys like Tony Parker, Monty Ginobili. Um, name, name, some other, name some other good players for me. I, I'm, I'm like, well, Kawhi Leonard Kawhi, was when he was Ka- the finals MVP. Right, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi Boris was Dia. Boris yeah. Dia. And this, these were all guys on the same team, right? So you, and plus you had Greg Popovich as your coach. So this entire stacked team was able to go up against anybody. Right, and so they won, but they don't have that anymore. Kawhi's, you know, out there being lazy, um, and then you know, Lamarcus Aldridge can't get the job done. So, do you think the Spurs are going to get swept, or are they going to win one game? I think they get swept. Honestly, I think they're done. I think I think it's it's two and zero. I think I think there's no coming back. I think the Warriors are going to go in. the the next The next two games are in San Antonio, correct? Yes, correct. I think I think that the uh, I think the Warriors are going to go into San Antonio. I think they're going to win both convincingly. Now, what about the Western Conference matchup, Portland against the Pelicans? Personally, I thought the Portland Trailblazers were going to win this series because of the Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum duo. Be- but the thing about that is. You, Portland allowed to lose both games at home. You can't do that when you're going now on the road down 0-2. I agree. Um, they really, they've, they've really gotten off to a terrible start, and you'd think better of it. I mean, I don't know. The Pelicans have Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is a great basketball player. He is. Don't um, get me wrong. He but was... but he he has barely any backup, and that's what's really surprising me is the fact that he's he's almost doing it all by himself. And I think I think if the Pelicans win this series, they'll face a similar fate to the Spurs when they come up against the Warriors. You know, it's a, you can't you can't do a one man team against Golden State. I mean, even Houston proved that. Harden tried to be the one man against the Warriors like last season or the season before, and he lost. You know, so I don't know. I'm really surprised that Portland's doing so bad. I thought they'd I'm do better. Too, yeah. um, I think they can turn it around. I think they can win one game 
in New Orleans. And then if they if you can win one off of New Orleans in Louisiana, then there's no telling them what you can do later. Let's take a look at the Eastern Conference for a little bit. All right. Um, what do you think of the Pacers going one up on Cleveland? Of course, that game is happening right now. Let's check the score just because just we can. Oh, my goodness. The Cavs are up 19-3. to three. That's what that's needed because the Cavs played so bad and so embarrassingly, even with LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James did have a triple-double. He almost had a quadruple-double on turnovers. <laughs> they just played so bad, so effortlessly, and they just let Victor Oladipo and Lance Stevenson get the better of them at and Cleveland. Right, and you can't be losing games at home. That's like... That's it, rule number one in playoff basketball, yeah, or any playoff sport, anything, rather. Playoff anything. You know, you, you can't lose the games at home in the World Series. You can't win. You can't lose the games at home in the NBA. I mean, it's it's everywhere. I'm really, really surprised at this. Um, this is an incredible turnaround for Game Two. Um, I thought that I thought that the, the the Cavs were honestly in a really bad position. I thought that the Pacers had a really good shot at taking both off of them in Cleveland, um, which would have been crazy. You know, then we'd have to start talking about, you know, oh, goodness gracious, are the Cavs going to get swept in the first round? You know, now that now that Cleveland's kind of turning this game around, turning this series around, I don't think we'll have to talk about that. But uh, definitely an, an intriguing prospect to uh, to look at. Uh, let's look at another uh, another matchup. Toronto versus Washington. Toronto leads 2-0. Um, Washington, I feel, has been uh, slept on. Really bad because they got guys like uh, Bradley Beal and uh, and John Wall, and they're a great basketball team. Unfortunately, I also think that the Toronto Raptors are going to sweep them. Well, the John Wall Bradley Beal, I would argue, is the same argument as we put with the Blazers Pelicans series. How John Wall, he's trying to do everything on his own, and both John Wall and Bradley Beal have disappeared completely in this playoffs. I would argue against the Raptors. They really need to get their stuff together, and you look at a. Uh, you look at the Raptors, they have Kyle Lowry and Tamar DeRozan, a duo that I think are going to take them to the NBA Finals. I'm I'm personally of the mind that the Finals are going to be the Rockets against the Raptors. Now, which, what about that Milwaukee-Boston series? That, that intrigues me in Eastern Conference. That one's very interesting. So we'll see, I mean, who else does Milwaukee have besides Giannis? Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And right now it's it's 2 nothing in favor of Boston. A, Ky- a Kyrie list by Boston, by the way. A Kyrie list, Gordon Hayward loss, Boston team going up against Giannis. Right. That's that's really it when you talk about Milwaukee. It's Giannis, which I mean, cool. If you can if you can guard the Greek freak and make him really work and throw off his game, then you're going to win that series. And I think that that is what Boston's been doing. Um, I think you know I think we're seeing a common thread between in these playoffs, right? It's a super common thread. When you look at the teams who are winning their series, and the, the the theme is that one man cannot do it all. Really, not even one duo can do it all. You have to have a complete team that really knows how to make it work, right? So look at the Rockets. Rockets have CP3, James Harden, Clint Capella. They got depth with guys like Gerald Green. Look at the Timberwolves. They have Carl Anthony Towns. Jimmy Butler, Andrew Jim, Wiggins. Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins. Coached by Tom Thibodeau. Right. So that series, honestly, there's a reason that game one was close. It's because it's going to be a good series. But then you look at uh, OKC versus the Jazz, right? Jazz have Victor Oladipo. Oh, wait, no, that was Pacers. Who do the Jazz have? Uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Ricky Rubio, yeah, sure. Sure, those guys are so talented. Definitely, and Donovan Mitchell definitely gonna win you, you know, a playoff series. What about Donovan Mitchell? Sure, I mean, well, I mean, OKC is so inconsistent. They are inconsistent, but they've got Paul George. They got Russ. They've got Mello. Uh, uh, Mello. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony. I think that he'll be. He's disappeared. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. I think he can. I think he can reemerge. He hasn't been to the playoffs in years, man. This is like his first shot. You know he's gonna take it. He, I haven't seen anything yet, though. Just give him, give him a chance to shine. He'll do it. Um, but then you look at like the the Sixers versus the Heat, right? And that is like, honestly, I'm really happy. I'm I'm glad that we get to watch this one. Um, 
having uh, a, a Joel Embiidless, uh, a Joel Embiidless Sixers, for the most part, against a uh, a Miami Heat team that's really just led by Dwayne Wade, and they're going neck and neck, like this is. That's the one. That's the one to watch right there. The Rockets series against the T Wolves, and then the Sixers series against the Heat. That those are the two that are going to be extremely close. And the Cavs Pacers series. Everything else, I think you can kind of write off as probably going to wind up being you know one sided. But those three: Rockets, Rockets, T Wolves, Sixers, Heat, Cavs Pacers. Those three series are going to be electric, and we're only in the first round. So what is your finals prediction? So I think I already said. So let's just go conference finals first. Western Conference Finals, I think we're going to have Warriors-Rockets. Eastern Conference Finals, we're going to have Boston-Toronto, um, which is really, really kind of vanilla since that's one one seed versus two seed, you know? But uh, I think that the Raptors win the East in five and I think the Rockets win the West in seven. And then I think the Rockets beat the Raptors in the NBA Finals in seven. Okay. How about you? All right. Uh, pretty similar, but I'll take it on my side. So Western Conference Finals, I'm going to start with similar. So I'm going to say the Houston Rockets going up against the Golden State Warriors. The Rockets win that series. They go to the NBA Finals. James Harden wins MVP. We'll talk about that later. And then the Eastern Conference... I'm going to say the Toronto Raptors going up against the Philadelphia Semi-Sitzers. You think the process is going to be Boston? Oh, uh, you know, trust the process. <laughs> I I mean, I actually have trusted the process for a while. <laughs> I just feel like I'm, with I'm... that team with Marco Fultz back and who knows if and when Joel Embiid will be coming back and you have Ben Simmons who... Maybe or maybe not will win Rookie of the Year. Maybe I think he will. Joel Embiid's very angry. Did you see that? Um, I did. He is tired of being babied. And he was very keen on letting us know uh, with a little bit of profanity. Um, what do you think about Joel Embiid being, in his opinion, babied? Well, I mean, I would say uh, taking it from the coach's side, how you just got injured. You're in a neck-and-neck series, how we were just arguing about in the playoffs with the uh, throwback retro Dwayne Wade Miami Heat squad. So it kind of makes sense that you just got injured. You just got to make sure uh, everything is up and running. Similar to how Conzo Martin was with uh, Michael Porter Jr., how they weren't rushing everything and just making sure that uh, his game is where it is right now. Yeah, you, you bring up, oh my goodness, I'm um, looking at the score. It's 26 to 12 Cavs. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're going to have a one and one series, folks. This, this is going to take some, this is going to take some serious turnaround from the Pacers. But anyway, uh, you talked about uh, Missouri basketball, and uh, I think that Michael Porter Jr. comparison is very good with Joel Embiid because these are two guys who are star players. Um, both had some, some injuries. And the idea that you don't want them to re-aggravate their injuries, you want them to ease back into the team, I think is a very kind of good idea. So we're going to take a, another short break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we can talk about baseball and other sports. Stick with us. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. KCOU Sports is brought to you by Craft Beer Cellar, located at the corner of 9th and Sherry in downtown Columbia. Thank you, Craft Beer Cellar, for supporting the student broadcast of the Mizzou Tigers. KCOU 88.1 FM presents F88 2018. Our headline act is Danny Watts, with sets by Jay Wood, It's Me, Ross, and Theo. Come out to Cafe Berlin Saturday, April 21st at 7 p.m. with the show starting at 8. And welcome back to KNC Sports here in the Elsie Chandler Memorial Studio. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing and Cole. 
baseball has started since last we uh, last we had a show, and it started with a bang. Lots of big games, lots of interesting storylines right here out of the gate. What do you think is the biggest talking point regarding baseball? Well, um, I think we have to bring this up uh, right at the gate. How a few weeks ago we were talking about this man, and I think we got to talk about this man again. It is Otani. Shohei Otani has just been like lights out right out of the gate. Super impressive. Um, he had that, like three home runs in a row, right? And then the next game after that, he threw 10 Ks. Like, I mean, the, the guy's got serious potential. Unfortunately, I don't know if you saw this uh, last night, um, actually. Um, Otani got a blister on his hand, and it took him like 60 pitches or something to get through two innings. Um, he, but the thing about it is, he only allowed one run. So like, yeah, throw as many pitches as you want. If you can get, if you can get six outs out of six innings, uh, sorry, six outs out of two innings, I mean, and only allow one run after that, it's still a decent outing. But yeah, he's injured. Um, that blister on his hand is really gonna affect his pitching. So we'll hope that he can do better there. It'll also affect his batting, you know, because those those ones sting. When you when you hit the bat, you know when you hit ball, and the bat kind of you know shakes around in your hand a little bit, that'll sting. So, what do you think the Angels are going to do without him? How do you think that's gonna pan out? Um, I think it's gonna affect them a little bit, but coupled with Mike Trout, who is arguably one of, or maybe not, the best uh, baseball player in the entire MLB currently, and honestly, Otani is a great player. He has had like Babe Ruth comparisons everything with his home run and pitching and everything. But the Angels did not get where they are right now, leading the AL West division ahead of your Houston Astros, which just so tiny itself, it was a team effort. You're right. Well, it also, it also helps the Angels that the Astros have been in a little bit of a slump lately. But we won't talk about that too much because I don't want to rag on my own team. Um, which, it's, it's, early, it's early days. So this is kind of, this is kind of the caveat. Of talking about baseball is you play like you know, you, you 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 play so many games, right? So like, in the end, you know, after after over after over 120 games, you know, you realize that the first the first about 16 of them are very it's very just you know early days. Teams are still trying to get their stuff together. So t- doing like you know playoff talk and doing standing talk is kind of not irrelevant it's very you know you, we do need to look at records and things like that because you know the yankees have been incredibly underwhelming but um when you look at things you know from a big picture standpoint i mean things are going to really change by the end of this year you know but let's let's talk about because because I, I mentioned the yankees let's talk about a yankee um john carlos stanton who has had Probably one of the worst starts to a uh, to a season that you really can have. I mean, the guy is just—it's been terrible. Have, have you have you been hearing all the buzz surrounding Giancarlo Stanton Cole? I heard something about like hasn't he had like I could be wrong with the number. But hasn't it been like forty strikeouts or something like that? I, I, last I checked, I believe it was thirty three. Okay. Um, the guy is um, not doing well. Let's just put it that way. He uh, he's, he's being booed at Yankee Stadium, which you never want to happen when you're just starting out. It's it's just it's been very bad for him, very very bad for him. Um, so right now through 16 games, he's had 66 at bats. Right, 66. He only has 13 hits. Wait, are you kidding me? He struck. He struck out. Uh, goodness gracious, where's his numbers? Twenty nine. So I, I, even I was wrong. Twenty nine times. He's averaging one seven one ninety seven. So he isn't even above two hundred. And once again, it is very early, so it's too early to predict everything. But like, remember preseason? Like the Yankees are predicted to be like the boom Yankees or something like that with Aaron Judge standing in. Yeah, they were supposed to be you know akin to the Boston, you know, the, the Bronx Bombers of old, you know, you got, you got guys like Luke Eric, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, you know, those teams. Everyone's saying, you know, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and uh, Sanchez, these guys were all going to be the, you know, the future. They were going to be, you know, World Series favorites. 
You can't be a World Series favorite when you're striking out 29 times in the first 16 games. I mean, okay, so let's 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 crunch some numbers, right? Average on average, uh, Major League Baseball player probably co- co- goes to the plate what three times a game. That's about right, yeah. So three times six. Um, I'm not the best. I'm I'm not the best at multiplying in my head, but I believe three times sixteen is uh forty eight, right? Forty eight, I believe so. So it's forty eight, yeah. Yeah. So so in forty eight, in in forty eight, you know. So hmm. do, do do this one for me on the computer. Twenty nine divided by forty eight. Uh, sixty percent. Point sixty or okay. Point six zero. That's basically it's a strikeout a game. Um. Which which is terrible. Um, in sixty six at bats, he he struck out. He struck out twenty nine times. It's it's fifty percent. It's it's basically fifty percent. That's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Like I just, ah, I can't grasp it because if you look at the rest of the team. You know, so if you look at the rest, if you look at his like previous seasons, you know he bats like 280, 288, 290, 265. I mean the guy's usually just stellar, but this is like twenty. He's through sixteen games, he's had twenty nine strikeouts. Last season, he played one hundred fifty nine games and had one hundred sixty three strikeouts. Right, so that's like goodness. I'm I'm just I'm trying to grasp. I'm trying to wrap my head around just how bad he's been doing, you know, and it's it's kind of it's kind of hard because this is a guy who had so much hype, and this is a team who had so much hype around them, and yet they're just not getting it done. Going off of Stan, what are a Judge's numbers since we're on the Yankees' Let's underwhelming see. performance right now? Well, I think Judge is actually not having too underwhelming a performance if I. If I remember correctly, uh, he's averaging 3.39 with 11 RBIs, four home runs, 20 hits, and 59 at bats. So that's that's you know that's actually really good. You know he, he gets a hit, he gets a hit every three at bats or so, and uh, every five he every five hits he gets is one of them. You know at least one of them is going to be a home run. You know, uh, his on base percentage is 4.80, which is you know, it could be better, but still not bad at all. You know, he's having a fine year. Um, and you know, this is this is nothing new. I mean, he's so far, and this is obviously you know going to go down is his batting average. Uh, in his first year with the Yanks, he uh, he was hitting one seventy nine, and then last year, you know, his real big breakout year where he just clubbed balls like nobody's business. Uh, he he was hitting two eighty four. Which he actually had 208 strikeouts last season, you know. So hopefully he can contain that. Uh, he has 18 this year through 16 games. Uh, his first year as a Yankee. This is this is an interesting one. His first year as a Yankee, he only played 27 games. He had 84 at bats, and he struck out 42 times. So he is uh, he's about 30 at bats away. From matching what he was doing his uh, his rookie season, but he still isn't even he's he's just under halfway to how many strikeouts. So if he can just kind of keep on to this pace he's on right now, I mean we could see some significant improvement from Aaron Judge, and that's scary for other teams. Yeah, so let's talk about a, another player who had a breakout game and. I'm sure you would like to comment him. Bartolo Colon against the Astros, his almost perfect he, he game. Was, he was very close. Um, and, you know, you don't see that Bartolo too much now. I mean, he's he's still definitely capable, right? But uh, that that was just that – was, that was off the top rope, you know? That was, that was, that was out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, I was impressed – I was sweating the whole time because I don't want to see my my Astros get a perfect game thrown against him by a man who's 285 pounds, you know. But at the same time, just you gotta you gotta just be impressed by a man who can just has such good command of all of his pitches. 
He's you know he's a great baseball player. Um, if he can get that every game, you know I mean watch out for the Rangers. He won't, and the rest of their lineup isn't going to get it done for them. But if if every pitcher could be like Bartolo Colon was that night against the Astros. Oh man, that's scary. Well, the thing is, like on that pitch and that, he was on average like throwing it like 80, 85 miles an hour, which uh, for him it was more about accuracy as opposed to like speed. Right. He definitely wasn't going, you know, he wasn't, you know, chucking lasers in there. He was just really good at his placement. And a lot of that, and you, you watch this a lot in baseball, it's a lot of mind games, you know? You, you try to psych out the batter, you try to make him guess, make him make the wrong decision, you know? Make a guy swing when he shouldn't have. And Bartolo Colon did a really, really good job of that against the Astros. Like, uh, Jose Altuve, just, he got sat down like three straight times, which is just insane. So you, you, you look at that, and that's, you know, that, that alone is crazy. Um, one kind of interesting thing going on right now as I, uh, as I look at the scores from around the league... The White Sox and the A's are tied, which, if I said it like that, doesn't really lend anything to it, but they're tied at 11. In what inning? In the ninth. Okay. Which, they're, they're going to the 10th now. It's going to it's going to extras. Uh, it's in Oakland. Uh, who's on the mound? Let's see. do 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 Jones, possibly? Um, it doesn't say the current pitcher. Come on, MLB.com. Get your stuff together. But, uh... Wow. Um, I'm just looking. White Sox scored five in the second uh, to take a 6-1 to lead. O- Oakland responded with three. And then, uh... White Sox put another three behind in the fourth. Uh, which... Then Oakland responded with four of their own. I mean, this this thing's been back and forth. There's only been uh, one, two. There's only been three scoreless innings so far this game. What is baseball, man? What is what is this beautiful game we call baseball? Sometimes you just get games like that where <laughs> the bats are clink- clinking. I guess. It's- Pittsburgh's up ten to two on the Rockies. Pittsburgh won. Pittsburgh won their game ten to two on the Rockies in Pittsburgh. What what is this game? Oh my goodness! I I love baseball. Toronto beat Kansas City fifteen to five. Like you're talking about just absolute beatdowns, pure destruction. Balls are juiced. <laughs> you know what? If you're if you're putting up fifteen runs a game, you might as well make that argument. And I know Keiko and a couple of the other, I think Verlander even, a couple of the other guys made that argument during the World Series uh, last season. And honestly, I mean, they might be right. If it's not steroids, then it could be that the balls are have been altered. Which, I mean, all right. I, I, I'm personally somebody who enjoys high-scoring games. I enjoyed watching the World Series. I'm sure you enjoyed watching the World Series. Of course. So, I mean, if, if the balls are going to be juiced, juice them, come out and say they are. That's what I want. I want some I want some full disclosure. If you're going to alter the baseballs, come out and say they are altered. If not, don't leave us guessing. Um, I enjoy it, whatever they've done, uh, because I've, I've, I enjoy the idea of high-scoring baseball games that come down to the wire. I don't like blowouts, right? So this, this whole 15-to-5 business doesn't fly with me. But... 11 to 11 in 10 innings? Holy crud. Like, that's good baseball, you know? That's fun to watch. Watching guys, you know, that's that's a football score. That's a literal football score. But I think also the very low-scoring games is also uh, very nerve-wracking because, what was it, game five or something like that? The World Series like, was like the Cubs like won like 1-0 or something like that. Right, yeah. That, like when like, the Cubs won those like, you know, these games are like one nothing, you know, one to two. Exactly. Like those, those are fun games as well. And of course, I think we still have these, you know, the, the Tigers beat Baltimore six to five. You, know, you, you love those tight, you know, two one ball games where you win on a walk off in the you know bottom of the ninth. You know, that's classic baseball right there. That's, that's some fun stuff. 
But then you also got to love these, you know, exhilarating ones where you have 11 runs go over the plate. You know, so like this is, I don't know, I love baseball. And this is, I, I think, whatever has happened, uh, the pace has changed, the uh, the ability of the players has gotten just significantly better. It's just, it's been fun, man. It's fun to watch. I love it. Now, there are a few uh, rule changes that were, I think we talked about in a few radio shows ago, but how the whole like rule changes like how you're able to change the batting order in like the ninth inning when you have put in like a relief pitch or something like that. Right. Yes. Has that affected you at all watching games or have you not really taken notice? I haven't seen anybody do it yet. Honestly. Um and and then they had the mound visit rule. I haven't I haven't seen that really that hasn't affected me at all. Um I'm sure once we get closer to the playoffs and once definitely when we're in the playoffs I think that that could have some serious implications, but right now, you know, we're not even twenty games in. Um, I think I think it still has yet to affect my viewing experience. Okay. Um, we still got about almost ten minutes uh, left of left of show, so let's let's look uh, let's look ahead for uh, still sticking on baseball, but uh, something that both uh, Cole, you and I. Uh, will be involved in uh, this weekend uh, the Missouri baseball series against Vanderbilt should be a great series I agree um, Missouri coming off of a 5-3 win over Chicago State which I mean it's Chicago State after a 3 loss series to Gainesville in right Florida. yeah I got swept by Florida and then which <laughs> could be expected because Florida is number one in the nation right but you definitely don't want to get swept like that's that's obviously you know the, the opposite of what the Tigers want. They're 25 and 12 on the season. Uh 6 and 9 in conference play. 16 and 3 at home. So this is going to be a very important conference series for them. Vanderbilt of course is one of the best teams in the country. Like, you know, they're extremely impressive. What do you expect that the Tigers will get out of this series? Well, we've seen how uh, Missouri baseball is extremely prominent at home. You got like great hitting, you got great pitching, you got a great supporting cast. You also have to look at Vanderbilt's side how they are, like you said before, they're known to winning, like the SEC, the national championship. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, doing my research, Vanderbilt won the whole thing 2014 and in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you are right. So yeah, I mean they've been. They've been just very good. Um, it's looking like as I'm, I'm I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the game notes that they put out for these. Uh, the projected rotation would see uh, T.J. Sakema uh, being the starter um, tomorrow night, which he's not doing too bad. Two eighty two ERA, uh, two and three on the year. Um, Innings pitch, he has 38.1 innings pitch this year. Only allowed 34 hits and 13 runs, 12 earned. He has 40 strikeouts on the season. So that's that's really nice. Um, do you think he's going to be able to get the job done, do the damage uh, tomorrow? I think so. Uh, Missouri is a very strong team at home. All right. Uh, the second game is going to be Tyler LaPlante. Uh, this season he's two eighteen, four and two on the year. Um, only allowed twenty two hits, nine runs, eight of them earned, and has thirty strikeouts. Um, what What do you think of him? How do you uh, How do you think that's going to work out? Uh, I think it's going to be a great game for him, and we'll obviously go into uh, depth when we're out there on the baseball field at the time of the event and everything. Of course, but I think. Just to get my early predictions out of the way, I think Missouri's going to win the series, but I think Vanderbilt's going to get one on us. I agree. I think that uh, this is definitely a, a great series for Missouri to have at home. I think they can really do a good job of it. But I agree. I think at least one of these games is probably going to wind up being dropped to uh, to um, Vanderbilt. It, it's just it's just going to happen. Vanderbilt's a great team. Um, still got enough time to kind of just talk about 
sports in general, you know? Like, just random sports stuff that's going on. I know soccer things are happening. How about I bring up a NFL thing for you? All right. So I know you are a Texans fan. I'm a Texans fan. All right. And did you hear about what DeAndre Hopkins said about the Texans' current state? Um, I did. Um, I believe I, I saw this on Instagram. He said that um, he thinks that the duo of him and Deshaun are going to win the Super Bowl, pretty much. Pretty much be the best duo in football, but yeah. Yeah, like that's that's basically what I heard. Which. I'm excited about that. The Texans are going to have a good year. Um, with, with Deshaun coming back, um, I think whoever we draft is going to be really important. The Texans don't have a first-round draft pick this year. They traded that away to get Deshaun last year. So um, they'll have, we'll have to see who they pick up. Um, free agency has been good with uh, Ty- Tyron Matthew. He, he signed. So that will be interesting to see how he does. Um, J.J. Watt's coming back. We we finally cut Brian Cushing. You know, thank the Lord, he was just dead wood who kept getting injured or getting suspended for PEDs. So uh, you know that that piece of the salary cap is gone. Um, we signed Landon uh, from for the Patriots. Goodness gracious, what's this person? I don't even remember. Patriots like offensive lineman or something. Good player, experienced player. He played for the Patriots, so he's gonna be great. I'm really excited. Excited is the word I'm going to use. Um, how about, since uh, we've got a little bit of time left, how about you, you talk about your Bears for the All next right. four minutes? Perfect. Well, I've heard this in many interviews before, but uh, the Bears have made it very clear in interviews that they are trying to have one of the best defenses in the NFL this season and in the next coming years, which I think is a very likely possibility. And you look at the offensive side first, you got Mitchell Trubisky, who is great talent, very, I would argue, very underrated. A oh, super, yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a great a great quarterback for years to come. And you also got Jordan Howard, who is coming back, who is a great running back. And you also got uh, wide receivers coming back. You cut guys, and I think it's just gonna be a great year for Chicago. I don't think we're gonna win the division, go to the Super Bowl this year. That I think is out of the question at this point, but I think. Looking ahead and having a positive record and having a strong defense is going to be a step in the right direction. So do you, you think they're going to try to uh, bring back the monsters at the midway? Exactly. Bring back that OSIT Super Bowl team or whatever it was. That would be that would be very With Brian exciting. Locker. That would that would be very exciting to see. Um I don't know what moves they're gonna make. I know the uh something I do know is the draft. The NFL draft is next week. That's um, correct. Next Thursday, I believe. So, you know, we, we've got enough time left. We can do a, a few, just just like maybe a couple draft predictions. Um, we think it's going to go number one. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, huh. I kind of think, I kind of think that, uh, that Rosen, Josh really Rosen. I think he's going to go number one. I think he'll go. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it, it could be Sam Darnold. It's going to be a quarterback. I know that for sure. I think uh, I think thinking that the Browns will choose anything besides a quarterback is just plain wrong. They're going to choose a quarterback. Who it will be, I think it will either be Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Interesting. I personally think first round is going to be Saquon Barkley. Really? You I think, do. You think the Browns are going to go for a running back? They need a quarterback, though. Well, I mean, I mean, you also got the fourth pick in the draft. This is true, and there's there's enough quarterbacks to where you could get both. This is this is interesting. So what could wind up happening is that Saquon, you know what you know what the Browns are going to do. I know exactly what the Browns are going to do now. The Browns are going to sign. The Browns are going to draft uh, Saquon Barkley with the first pick, right? Yep. They'll let Sam. They'll let Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen go as picks two and three. Then they will draft Josh Allen at pick four. So they will have both a great young running back and a great young quarterback. And if Josh Allen is gone by them, that means either Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen isn't. They'll draft one of the two, 
And if all of those guys are gone by then, Baker Mayfield, which Baker might see the same fate as Gil Johnny Manziel. Who knows? Anyway, that's all the time we have here on KNC Sports. Thanks for tuning in. Cole, um, glad to be back. I'm sure you are too. I uh, just can't wait to uh, get back at it and have some hopeful week fo- weekly radio shows and uh, more sports talk to return. All right, so hopefully we don't get uh, hopefully we don't get booted off by a baseball game again next week. Uh, if we're not, we'll be here again next week. If we are, we'll we'll talk to you when we talk to you. We have no idea, but uh, see you when we see you. Thanks for tuning in.